0: Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at slash Elite. If you know, then you know. It's those long nights, early mornings, down these old back roads, working all week. Big Jed, summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? <laughs> Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, not so much, Luke. Well, if you change your mind, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes, you guessed it, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming.
1: Yeah, Luke, the the Lawnmower 4.0 is the trimmer that will change the way you approach your grooming routine okay Uh, and that needs changing because i can tell you on
0: my end yeah that needs changing
1: (laughs) nobody's got products this good so the lawnmower 4.0 will change that for you you know it's a fourth generation trimmer and it features the advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents you know you don't want Ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. I mean, who, who would want that? That would be a terrible thing to happen. Now the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. I mean, I shift big red about 7275. 75 so 7,000 RPM is in my comfort zone. I love it, and the, the the Lawnmower 4.0 will zing it up there really good, like coming out of the water box on the rug. And yeah, it's got an on-off travel lock. It gives you the ability to turn the, the 4,000 K LED spotlight on and off. So, you know, when you go into Cave, you can really get a look at what's out there in front of you and, and not uh, get any surprises. So, you know, you need the lawnmower 4.0. Let's just make it that simple. You know, if the power grid goes out in Texas again, and that's bound to happen at some point, you can use your lawnmower 4.0 to illuminate the way that, that you're traveling. So to speak, uh, the LED spotlight's incredible. It gives you a great view of the terrain, if you will, that that you're on. So uh, this is a great product, and everybody needs it. Luke, you know the sun's shining and it's calling your name, fellas. So join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and get ready for hot guy summer like I'm getting ready for by going to Manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping. Just simply by using the promo code JED, that's J E D, and you put that in, you get 20% off the product and free shipping. Go do yourself a favor or do the man in your life a favor by getting them the Lawnmower 4.0 today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand, Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, You'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. All right, guys, uh, this is uh, another interview show this week, and um, we are lukeless, so this is Big Jet only. But I got a guest tonight that we don't hear from very often uh, publicly. You know, you got to know this guy to hear from him you got to kind of be around him. He just don't have much to say. He lets his racing do the talking, but he's the hottest thing going right now after the BT World Footbreak Challenge on July the 4th weekend. we got Adam Davis with us tonight. Adam, appreciate you taking some time to join us tonight and, and, and come in here and talk to us for a little while. What's going on, bud?
2: Oh, not much. Just hanging out in the shop for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you've uh, you've had a busy day like you always do. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, you know, I always like to let folks know where our our guest is located geographically. So, what part of the world are you in tonight? Let everybody know that.
2: Oh God, I don't know. I'm in Bayleton, Alabama. Wherever that's at, <laughs> home of the
1: good times.
2: Uh, yeah, home in the good
1: you live in Baileyton, Alabama, and you you are a, a man of many talents. I'm sure you've had quite a full day today and you got lots of quote unquote jobs, but let everyone know what you consider to be your real job. What what is Adam Davis's real
2: job? Well, I'm a chicken farmer. <laughs> I love it. I, I raise we uh we got a I got a couple of big chicken houses, and we grow about ninety thousand chickens at a time.
1: <laughs> ninety thousand chickens! You're a chicken farmer. You you obviously also work on race cars. You 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 have uh, quite a few, usually in your shop, that need some work done, and you basically just do that for people you know because you you can't get to them all. Raising ninety thousand chickens, in what kind of time frame? How how long does it take you to raise those chickens?
2: Uh, we grow them in six weeks, uh, get them the day they're hatched and grow them for about six weeks and they're a little over six pounds when I, when they come get them
1: that's growing some chickens in a hurry. So that takes a lot of your time when you do have those 90,000 chickens, but you, mm-hmm. you do, you work on race cars, you wire them, you build them, you, you just re- make repairs for your buddies pretty much. You, you, again, you you could never do it just wide open for everybody or you would never get to the chickens. But um, I don't think folks really know much about chicken farming, but that's a that's a real job. Uh you you got to you got to get after
2: that. It does. I I spend a couple hours a day doing it, but I get up early and I juggle my kids, you know, I keep them especially during the summertime. They I keep them and I work in the shop and uh just try to keep everybody racing and keep everybody happy.
1: Well, good luck with that. I know that's a chore, but you seem to do a good job of it. We, we'll we'll talk some it. more about chicken raising soon, but for now, let's talk about the WFC. Um, you you were the hottest racer on the property. You had a quarterfinal appearance in uh, Friday's $8,000 gamblers. Uh, you, you broke a converter just as soon as it moved uh, there at five cars, and I think based on reaction times and and your history with that kind of advantage, it was almost a certain win there to put you in the semis, but you you broke and and had to exit the program. You got that fixed. You come back Saturday morning and you win the the 20K Saturday main event, Uh, mowed through the field holding the numbers, doing it AD style. It was very impressive, as I've told you a few times. Then you have a 1,000 loss at 12 cars in Sunday's 25K main event to the eventual winner, Dave Harvey Jr., all while racing that beautiful Nova for the very first time, AD. Now, that was was one of the most impressive performances we've seen on the mountain. What clicked so well for you up there to just jump in a – fresh car and, and do what you did?
2: Oh, uh, well, I mean, honestly, I've, shoot, I've been racing there for 15 years and I struggled for years on having a car that was worth crap there. And honestly, though, over the last few years, I've learned a lot and I've got to where my cars have actually been good, real good there actually. And I, when I went to, I told my dad I was selling my car, he was about the only one that told me I wasn't crazy and everybody's like what about the WFC next week and I was like well I got one over here you know it's a stalker, but I mean give me two or three days I'll I'll have it a bracket car I said it'll be fine I mean if it ain't no good I'll just you know I'll dial up and do the best I can and you know I really didn't care I just was going I was out of chickens my wife and kids got to go with me and they don't get to go with me often because if i'm going racing they're staying home taking care of the farm so they actually got to go and we were just going to have a good time and and you know i made the best of it really car was good and uh, everything went my way really well you know that's that
1: does sum it up well but i don't know there was just a there was a confidence about you that you had for many, many years, and you—you you probably still possessed that even when I didn't see it all the time. But you had a confidence about you that wasn't in any way disrespectful to your opponents, but it was a feeling that you were going to win. We had some discussions along the way Saturday, and uh, you were—you were Adam Davis that that I traveled with, and that you know people knew for uh, being a, a very aggressive racer and and planning to win but you know again that's a that's a a confidence i haven't noticed it hasn't been as evident um i guess all the time uh lately but it's it's what i know you by so at what point did you just know that that you were winning the race
2: well i mean honestly you know i built my confidence because I mean, just racing local every week and doing well every week helps build my confidence, obviously. But, you know, I just, um, I don't know. I'm a, I just, I I believe that everything happens for a reason and things just kept telling me to just, just, you know, I don't know. Things just keep kept popping in my head. Just be the old, do the things that got you here, you know, do the things that got me here. And, and I've been dialing honest for so long, and I just, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I just, before I pulled out on track every time, I, I swear to you, Jed, I just, I just said a quick little prayer just to let me do, just let me stay focused, let me race my race, and let me be the best I can be. I didn't ask to let me win a round, let me win this race. I just, and, and, and I'm telling you, I, I mean, the way I drove, I mean, I've drove like that for years, but I mean, it just, i made every right decision i needed to make so i mean obviously i had some help there and you know you get where i'm coming from I guess.
1: oh yeah great stuff Uh, (laughs) i love i love hearing uh, what how you were getting prepared every time and i agree you know when you pray for um what's about to happen on the racetrack you 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 pray for the focus and the ability to let your talent do what it does and you don't you don't pray to to get a win and that the win is the result so
2: that's
1: it Uh, great stuff and and you know honestly it was uh again the the way you drove um you know having been on in the other lane when you're driving like that it's intimidating and i i can't help again we're not disrespecting any of your opponents but i can't help but think that turned into an early win light or two with racers saying okay well i you know, my average has been 25, but I can't do that against Adam. So I got to step on it a little bit. And that probably creates
2: some wind lights
1: in your lane as well.
2: Yep. Yep. I had some red lights, no doubt, um, at the same time. But I also, I mean, I feel like I did hold them as much as I was. I mean, there was some rounds I was holding six and seven. I mean, and it, I just never, I never changed my dial in all day when I would put it on there. It was there for the day. And when I did that, I mean, it, I, you know, it just changes the race. I mean, I don't care who you are, how disciplined you are. If somebody is that far out in front of you or if you catch someone that early, I mean, you can't be disciplined to make the time run that you're dialed to do beside me or whatever. I mean, you you got to, it just changes the race. And I mean, you know, it don't always work. It loses races and it wins some obviously, but I mean, it it was fun. I had a good time.
1: it looked like you were having a good time and uh, when it's well executed on your end you know when you couple uh, a 15 thou plus advantage on the starting line in a lot of cases and you couple that with a racer that's dialed on us maybe even going one above to your five six seven under obviously you just take control of the race and and the rest is history, so um yeah. that that I watched that play out quite a few times, and it was very very, very impressive. It was really fun to watch and when yeah. you got the you know when you when you drew Chris plot and he was dial five thirty nine we all know how talented Chris is, and he's dial five thirty nine I told him I ain't sure a deal I ain't sure AD will stick to that 640 this time. I, I think he's probably going to have to bring that down. <laughs> but you you rolled right well, up there with was that wrong. 640. <laughs> I
0: was very wrong.
1: You rolled up there with that 640 and got it done. I might have prayed a little extra on that one, you
2: know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, so, yeah. I-
1: Back to the fact that you, you were in a new ride, and, and you know how much I, I fell in love with that Nova. It's such a beautiful piece, former stocker that you found. You always seem to find those cars. You, you talked about it earlier. You sold your your 67 Camaro that everyone's known you for for the past few years, another very nice car that, that performed extremely well. Then you go to, to build this Nova. I, I don't think people realize, AD, how hard you work on your program even when you were not the you know going through rounds or going through races where you were not holding the five six seven you work hard on your program you you change little things all the time you go test you live how far from the good times bailington good time drag strip
2: i live about two miles from there and i do test a lot i i mean i'll I'll change just little things and I'll go make two or three runs on a Friday night. Or if I get real bored, I'll call Russ and say, Hey, I need to test on Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. It don't matter if I want to test. Russ opens the track. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just something that I, people, people see me testing on a Friday night. I'll roll in, make two or three runs and I'll be changing something. Somebody, will, what are you doing? I was like, I'm testing. Why? I'm like, I just trying to make my car a little better. And they're like, how can it be any better? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm just trying to get it better. You know, um, I do work hard to make my car really good and it's been pretty good for me for the most part.
1: Yeah. Everything you build seems to be really good for you, but you built this car literally in three to four days. Am am I exaggerating that or is that about
2: right? It was, it was still a, it was still a stalker on Saturday saturday morning and i got up and started taking the stalker drivetrain out of it and turned it into a bracket car and i mean we left wednesday uh we left wednesday i mean it was it was ready tuesday sometime and i mean some saturday to tuesday it was ready to go and we headed to bristol
1: incredible and like you said the car was excellent uh but you you've just got a formula you've got a formula for how you build a race car and i I sent you mine over the winter and told you look take the carburetor and and do what you do and get this thing set up fuel pressure and my car came back as good or better than it's ever been you just have a formula for how you put a race car together and and even your buddy's stuff that you work on, and it's it really is meticulous, and it, it has led to extremely good results, not only for you, but for the people you you help and, and work on their race cars.
2: Mm, yeah, um, we've had some success here out of the shop. with Greg Hines' Camaro uh, there went in the 100 render last year, and the Chevy 2, yeah. Edmund won some races in it
1: yeah yeah i I wasn't even thinking about those at the time but that's a great point uh the car that won the 100 grand last year you you prepared and uh you have your hands on it uh, i guess you're the only one really that works on it so uh, that's a, just another testament to what you're able to do with a with a race car and get it prepared to go out and compete because it's so difficult out there today but you know it, it really it really is impressive and and I want people to really understand how hard you work on your program. you know you'll change jet sizes one, two, three sizes you'll change little settings on the car you'll work on suspension you you've probably swapped as many converters as anybody I've ever known till you found exactly what you like and now that thing's that that converter's famous uh, you've got that sent to a lot of people and a lot of cars that that BT part number um it, it's uh it's really incredible how you have made these cars so good so that being said Adam you, your cars are phenomenal you hit the tree extremely well how do you decide how you're going to approach a particular matchup or race day with you know whether you're going to hold five, six, seven. You're going to be honest. What makes you decide that? Is it just a feeling that day?
2: I mean, honestly, it was. I, I, you know, I went to Atlanta and run the, the the stalker, um and I had so much holding a ton that weekend, and it just something kept telling me to get back to my old self. Try, you know, try try something different. I mean, I've I've dialed. I've been dialing pretty close to honest for the last few years, holding one, one and a half, and that's. I mean, heck, everybody holds that so, I mean, that's, you know I, I just Something just told me to You know, going in with a new car I didn't trust it as well as You know, I did my Camaro So I just went in with the mindset of Hey, I'm going to make this thing Prove to me, and honestly I, I, I started out Just dialing up 500s And I won a couple of rounds And it's like, I ain't dialing down now And then, you know I made it to five and the gambler's race before it broke. And it was just like, I was having fun doing it. And I decided at that point, I ain't changing my dial in all weekend. It's there. If the car picks up, I'm going to be holding more. (laughs) I mean, it was really just kind of, I had something keep telling me to just go back to driving like you used to. I mean, it loses me some races, but at the same time, it wins me a lot too. So I, you know just go out and have fun and don't you can't be afraid to lose i mean you, it's so easy to lose, so I mean don't be afraid to lose
1: oh I love that people people need to rewind right there and and just get that mindset when they go to the starting line you are absolutely right, can't be afraid to lose i mean if that's the worst thing that's going to happen to you, you know it ain't too bad uh, so oh yeah your absolutely. your approaches your approach is to to put the ball in your court and, and let the race play out the way you want it to play out and live with the result. I love it. I love that strategy. Well, and yeah. I need to, I need to get better at that too, Adam. And, you know, back when yeah. we ran around together, you had me, you had me where I would hold quite a few, you know, four or five <laughs> and drive the wheels off of the thing, but I don't do that anymore, but I'm going to no, try know, I'm going to try it soon. I,
2: I haven't done it in, I ain't done it in a few years. I mean, I do it a round or two here and there, you know. But, I mean, for the most part, I've been just letting my car do the work. And, you know, it, it has won me some races. But, it, you know, on a local stage when you don't have a lot of people driving, I mean, it don't really matter if you're holding five or ten or if you ain't holding anything, you know. You're just, But at a race like that where everybody's paying attention, everybody's holding something, I mean, it just creates, creates different things to happen.
1: Yep, I agree. Anytime you, you get in your opponent's mind one way or another, you're you're creating an advantage for yourself. So you've inspired me, AD. i D. I'm going to next time out, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold at least four. And I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. my opponents are gonna Yeah, that's gonna do it. My opponents four. are even gonna know it. Oh, that's this five. five's the number.
2: You gotta do five, and if five five's a good number. It's five or nothing.
1: Okay. Five's yep. the number. My car, you know, it's pretty good, but I don't think it's quite as good as yours. So my sometimes my five is four, and sometimes my four mm-hmm. is five. But Yeah, that's good. Yeah, not too bad.
2: Well, let, let me drive that thing for a few weeks and see if I can't make it better for you. <laughs> well,
1: you'd probably get me a, you know, I'd probably get a little cash in my hand anyway. You'd probably turn on a lot of wind lights and show me that <laughs> any time I don't win, it is me. Uh, cars, car's pretty dang good. You And you you would go out and still win your – it don't matter what you're driving. You're going to win your 15 or 20 times a year at Bayleton. Just you run out there late on Saturday evening, sometimes get a time trial, sometimes don't, and you just seem to turn on a lot of wind lights and, and win a lot of races there. So I don't imagine it really matters what you're driving.
2: Well, I appreciate the kind
1: words. So – you working on cars you raising chickens you got all this going on how do you you're you're a you're a stay-at-home father as well if you can say that you stay at home but you work your tail off you got plenty to do you got all this stuff going on how do you prioritize each day you know what do you do oh, you have to, you have to write it down I know you're a, a rider downer kind of guy
2: I'm not a planner though I'm not I just I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and it ain't, I'm not much of a planner. <laughs> um,
1: well, I mean, when you I walk mean, in the shop, how do you decide?
2: Oh my well, God. I don't, I don't get nowhere near as much as what I should get done done in a day when it comes to my shop. I, I get up at anywhere from 4:30 ish to five, depending on what time my wife has to leave for work. And I take care of the chickens for a few hours and then, if the kids are in school, I mean, I drop them off and I'm in the shop from eight till three or so. And then if they're not in the shop, I mean, i i I'm trying to work on a car and listen to daddy, daddy, daddy all day, or come do this, do that. So, I mean, I don't get a lot done. Honestly, I've got some, you know, I've got some real good help right now. Uh, um, Dane, a lot of people know, know, knows him, but his name is Chris. We call him Apollo and, and he's helped me out a lot. I mean, he's, He's in here every day getting stuff done and helping me helping me get stuff done and helping me so I mean he's been a big help and you know, it's crazy how he just showed up one day, but it's he's been a blessing really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If it wasn't for
2: him, I mean honestly I would probably have quit working on everybody else's stuff and work on my own stuff and that would probably be it really if it wasn't for him right now. Well, I
1: imagine you've been as good for, for Apollo as he's been for you, but, you know, you, you talk about that. You had Edmund Ellison uh, living with you there, uh, doing the race car repairs and doing all that wiring and all that stuff that y'all do. And uh, Edmund has moved back home, and I guess it all happened about the same time Apollo showed up looking to, to fill that, that gig for you. So uh, I think uh, both of you needed one another at the right time
2: yep yep it's all worked out it's been great
1: yeah uh and so you you talked about your wife heather and when she leaves for work uh she you know your wonderful wife is uh, very supportive of what you do um you know on the track and off uh and you know that has to put you in a place in your life that just puts you in a comfort zone man i mean that has to help a ton
2: oh oh yeah absolutely there's been several weekends that I would consider going off for a day or two to a big race or something. You know, I'm like, I ain't going, I got chickens, I don't need to go. And then she'll just, she'll just tell me, oh, go, you know, I got it. I got the farm, you just go, you know, whatever. So she's very supportive and that, that helps a lot. And, you know, she don't, she don't gripe and grumble when I'm in the shop at night. You know, I mean, I spend a lot of time in the house at night with the family, but at the same time, there's some nights jobs need to get done and, she understands uh, and she's very supportive
1: yeah and you know you can tell through the social media stuff that she does and and what conversations i've had with her you know she's she's super proud of you and uh she loves the life she lives uh, that that takes a special takes a special woman to to enjoy this kind of busy lifestyle with all you do to help others and you know certainly the the chicken houses and those things so She's definitely a special woman. Got to be put yes, up with she, you anyway.
2: I listen. She does. She's got to be real tough to put up with me. <laughs> I'm, I am one of a kind.
1: <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, and you've also got two beautiful children that that are yours and Heather's. And you know, I know Dawson is going to be a racer. Well, already is a racer. Um,
2: yeah, he don't he don't care that much about it really though. He wants to go home in the middle of first round. He has to. Do I have to make another run? <laughs> no, well, buddy. You don't have
1: to. Well, that's right. You don't have to. But you know, there'll be some at some point. He'll carry on the Davis tradition. And uh, you know, you and your brother both have made quite a name for yourself, uh, bracket racing, and you have it in other categories. But I'm sure Dawson will follow in those footsteps. But what about that sweet little angel? What about Livy? She she going to to want to get in a junior at any point?
2: Ooh, sweet little angel. Yeah, <laughs> she ain't, she's a little she's a little um she's a little fireball. Let me tell you, she's she's definitely going to be more of the racer. I'm going to say if I had to if I had to guess. I mean, she's in the shop. She'll hang out in the shop with me for eight hours a day. If if he's at school, she'll be in the shop with me eight hours. She don't ask to go in. I mean, it, it's she's daylight to dark difference from him from him Mm. and her i mean she she goes to the chicken house with me she cries if she can't go to the chicken house with me it's just she's definitely a little tomboy and she's she's going to be more of the um outdoors kind of wanting to go racing you know than he is
1: no that's awesome i love to hear that Uh, so obviously life at home is very good um Wonderful wife, wonderful children, great family, and you got a lot of great friends around you. A lot of people super proud to to see you come off a very exceptionally, um, I guess. A, or a big accomplishment, a huge accomplishment over the weekend at the WFC. Not that anybody is surprised, but it's just good to see you back to your dominant ways. And I know you just talked about a little bit ago, the, the stock eliminator, uh, car that, that you and Greg Hines picked up nomad wagon. Uh, I think he was dialed 1230 something. And when you got your your wide open run that you got to make i think you went 1208 so (laughs) looks like you're doing your normal thing out there but uh any plans to to go back and do some more stock eliminator racing this year
2: i don't have anything planned i might try to hit a bristol or charlotte late in the year depending on my chickens and um honestly uh i really don't i don't have anything planned i mean i just kind of go when we can we bought it just for some of these big stock super stock races they're having and um maybe some more of them will pop up and we'll hit some of them next year but i got i did get to take that thing out and test it uh, we got a new engine in it so i tested it saturday night at bayleton and me and brad made it to the finals in foot break and we just split and quit there so so it we we've 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 made it a little bit more healthy um we we picked it up about three tenths in the eighth so we should have a little bit something. If we have a heads-up finals again, we might be able to compete.
1: <laughs> yeah, the heads-up final that you made it to, uh, that's pretty rare in your category. And, unfortunately, you got stuck with one against one of the faster cars in the class. But good to hear yeah. that uh, that you made some improvements there. And it won't yeah. be easy for folks going forward. Yep,
2: yeah. it won't be as easy. And that's the first thing Greg said when, when we lost heads-up. He said, it ain't going to happen again. And I said, well, Greg, it probably will because this is stock eliminator. It, the fact, I mean, but, but he did, all, listen, he he did all he could to help us anyways, you know, so so we do have a better, better combo going on. So we'll see how right. it works out when I do get to race. Well, that's
1: real good to hear. I hope that works out well. And in my research, I did see that, uh, that you and, uh, Brad had a split and quit Saturday night at the good time. So. That's great to see you and and our buddy Brad Plord make a final round there and just shut them down, save some equipment for the next time. Um, that's a that's that's been really good for you guys. That's that's a good spot, and I'm glad that it's far enough from me that I don't have to race there on Saturday night and deal with y'all because I imagine that's quite a handful for the folks that go to the good time on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Every time you're there.
2: <laughs> so I, I I might have lost a couple of races in the last two years there
1: <laughs> yeah about it all right ad uh we'll wrap this thing up again congrats on a, a very successful wfc great to see you get the big win up there that that you've been working so hard for and just a couple of things didn't go your way over the years but it all lined up for you but nobody does this at the level you do it uh, that don't have some help from some great people or companies uh, I'm sure you got some folks that that help your racing program that, that you'd like to thank
2: yeah uh, I mean really I really just need to you know it all most important it's just you know thanking the good Lord for blessing me and everything and you know my wife and kids and let me do what I do and but then you know the people that help me uh like Andy at Huntsville Engine I mean if I need it he makes it happen yep. um no matter what it is Brad you know with a Lucas Oil PRP I mean he he keeps he does way more than he should for me I mean he helps me out on all my oil and fluids for customers cars everything that I do to the shop here and um yep Ronnie Mac Ronnie Maggart with Hoosier Tires. I mean he takes care of me. Um he's real good to me. Brandon at BTE, he does he does way more than he really should. Uh he builds me probably ten or twelve converters a year for me, my personal cars, stuff that I'm selling. I mean he he asked me at one time how do I use so many converters and I mean
0: <laughs> well I,
2: <mean, laughs> I work on a bunch of stuff is what I told him. And then, you know, any any car that I buy that I'm going to race, I won't take it to the track if it don't have K and R in it. I mean, it's just cabin stuff. At K and R is just, you know, I don't see how people race without it. Really, I mean, it's just that much better than everybody else's. And then, uh, you know, um, Blake and Richardson boys, they they do they're good to me. And uh, really, uh, Greg Hines. You know, heck, he, whatever, I pretty much, when I told him I wanted a stalker, I mean, he said, let's just go get one, you know. It ain't, let's, whatever I want, let's go find it. So he's good to <laughs> me and helps me out. And yes. whatever I want, we make it happen. And then, you know, I run some Sasha at the good time. I mean, they let me test and do whatever I need to do whenever I need to do it. So, you know, I, I'm very blessed and thankful for everybody. And I know I don't get on social media a lot and thank everybody, but, no. but uh but they, you know, it is what it is.
1: And I'm kind of quiet. I was going to say your results do your talking, uh, but you do need a better social media presence, Ad, because uh, people are going to be excited about this interview and get to hear from you. I know that you find that uh, weird or odd. You don't you don't like to hear that or talk about it, but people want to hear from you and uh, to to see and hear how uh, how humble you are and how. You you think a higher power and and pray to a higher power before you pull out there. You know it just it shows that uh, that you're a lot uh, you're in a great place in your life. Let's just say that. And I'm I'm super excited for you and I love seeing it. And the list that you just named off is uh, certainly near and dear to my heart, top to bottom. That uh, on that that list that you that you had there. And I know all those people are proud of you, man. We all are. It's really great to see you. You're doing well in life, and and you know, just you uh, you've earned every bit of it, and and you should wow. be very proud of yourself.
2: Well, I appreciate it, and you know, I'm humbled that you asked me to be on here, and I mean, I enjoyed it.
1: Well, nobody busts my chops like you do, but I know it's all well, out of I love. Do.
2: Yeah, I I really don't mean a whole lot by it. I just I just like picking on you because you can take it most people yeah. get mad and can't handle it and you know i don't mean nothing by it.
1: no i know it's all out of love and that just so you know i want to i want to uh, go through this rapid fire with you and i'm gonna i'm gonna end this thing in style but so rapid fire is where you know we've got to know you a little bit here on the this interview but w- this is a way that we get to know you just a little bit more gooder yeah, I'll ask you some questions and just have a short answer to them. So this is going to help us really dial in and know Adam Davis if you're up for this. Sure. Okay. What What is your favorite beverage to celebrate a win or just drink for any reason?
2: Believe it or not, it's a Coca-Cola. <laughs> I believe it.
1: And I've shared some good cold Cokes with you over the years. And you, your Cokes are delicious, so I do believe it. Adam, can you even eat chicken? Chicken fingers. You can eat chicken fingers.
2: Uh, that's about it. If it's a breast or something that looks like a chicken, I, I'm out. <laughs> does,
1: does it feel weird to eat chicken fingers or are you just not really?
2: No, I, I can eat a chicken finger. It don't look like a chicken laying there, but if it looks like a chicken, then I can eat it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What time do you wake up and what time do you go to bed?
2: Uh. I average 5 o'clock, probably, a.m., and I go to bed at, depending, uh, depending on how busy I am at night, anywhere from 9 to 10 o'clock on average. Oh, okay. I love it.
1: I love it. That's kind of old man hours. Good stuff.
2: Yeah. I used uh, to stay up to 2 or 3. Before I bought a farm, I'd stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning working on race cars every night.
1: Yeah, I remember those days.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it was yeah.
1: mine. Yeah. What's your favorite place to race?
2: Honestly, it's hard to beat the good time.
1: I love it. I knew you were going to say that, but I just had to hear it. I, <laughs> I mean,
2: it's the good time.
1: Very successful guy on the track, but your favorite place is two miles down the road at, at a I've, nice little country racetrack with great folks.
2: I've had more fun there the last three years than I have forever racing, I think.
1: Awesome stuff. Where's your favorite place to vacation?
2: Uh, only place we vacation is the beach down in Panama City or Gold Shores.
1: Okay, like that. I'm headed down there pretty soon myself. What's your
2: dream car, Ad? I don't really have a dream car. I'm not. I'm not into dream cars. I okay. like sixty-seven, eight Camaros, but that's about okay.
1: it. All right. Uh, favorite pet you ever had?
2: Uh I guess I guess our dog Nova.
1: Yeah. I thought Nova could be the answer. Awesome dog. All right, AD last one. And and I want you to, you know, just be honest here. I don't think it'll be hard for you. Do you like the RPM setter in foot brake racing? <laughs>
2: Is this just a single word answer? (laughs) It can be it can be whatever you want it to be. Hell no. (laughs) If you can't listen, Jed. If you can't stall it up and hit the tree where you own I mean, anybody can hold a lever to set your RPM. It takes a man to hold that thing steady when you're racing for twenty five grand or twenty grand in the finals. It takes a man to hold that RPM where you want it and not turn it red. You hear me? I anybody, hear you. Can push a little, anybody can push a lever, okay? If you I want to know. race with it and y'all are allowing it, come on. The water's fine.
1: <laughs> I love it, AD. Great answers. Great interview. Awesome to get to sit down with you and chat a little bit. I uh, really appreciate you. I know this is not your normal thing and not something that, that you would ever really ask to do. So I appreciate you saying yes when I asked you and uh it was a blast man i wish you a ton of luck going forward and and whatever you do the rest of the year and beyond
2: well i enjoyed it thank you
1: yeah no problem man i'll uh hopefully see you in the lane somewhere soon and um i'm sure our paths across in uh september if not before so until then good luck doing what you do bud appreciate you taking some time for us
0: thanks big jet i love you
1: love you ad see you man
0: I want to thank everybody for tuning in. To make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available, subscribe. And and, and you can do that on... Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing uh, our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest uh, edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. Jed and I are proud to partner with Bill Taylor Enterprises, that's BTE, here within the podcast. Neither of us, Jed or myself, are strangers to BTE products, services, or customer service. I've personally been using BTE transmissions and converters exclusively since 1998. um, That's 20 years. BTE has quite literally powered every race, every championship, every round that I've won for my entire adult life. My point, they build products that I depend on. BTE builds product that jed depends on bte builds products that you can depend on whether it's a complete top dragster or or top sportsman power glide transmission a torque converter designed for your specific combination or any transmission component or bolt-on item the folks at bte and memphis performance have what you need to succeed in today's ultra competitive world of sportsman drag racing shop online at bteracing.com